Welcome to Future Foodcast. I'm Pam Linemo, your host, and I want to thank our sponsor, Farm to Plate, a software company committed to creating tomorrow's food business ecosystem today. Our guest today is really cool. You're going to love him, and we're going to have a great conversation. I have the president and Chief Executive Officer of WowBow, lots of titles, of WowBow, Jeff Alexander. Jeff, welcome to our podcast. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yes, that that's all the titles you can have. Like you do it all. I'm only kidding. I know you have a great team. But tell us about WowBow and, and what you do, because when I heard the company name, I thought it was really cool, but I had no idea what you do. Sure. Thank you. So we are a three-unit brick-and-mortar restaurant, fast Asian, fast casual Asian concept here in Chicago. Actually, next month in August, we'll celebrate 20 years uh, since the launch of the brand. Over those 20 years, we've done many different things. We've done sports stadiums, college campuses, airports, music festivals. We are currently involved in, we'll be at about 7,000 grocery stores by the end of August this year. Currently, we're at about 1,400 or so. Uh, so big opportunities coming up. We have seven airport locations. Uh, we also work with uh, a virtual restaurants where we take our brand and let other restaurants serve our food out their back door. We have done about 700 locations in the last three years. And the biggest uh, or the two most recent uh, initiatives we launched, we have hot food vending machines. We have about 50 machines deployed across the U.S. right now where you can get our food served hot in about 32 seconds. And we just launched our digital collectibles, which is a membership type of an NFT program where people can purchase a a digital collectible and then get discounts by uh, ordering with us. That is a lot going on. We're going to break some of that down as we go through this, because we need to talk about each one of those little verticals. But first of all, for people who might not be looking at how you spell the name of your company, explain and and may not be familiar with Asian food as much. Explain to us what Bao is. Sure. Bao is a sweet uh, dough with meat and vegetables inside. They're about the size of a tennis ball created in China thousands of years ago. We did not create these, but we have helped bring them to America and make them more recognizable uh, over our last 20 years by being in public places like airports and music festivals and also growing our own restaurants. We've really had a chance to educate the, the, the community on what these products are. And we have traditional flavors like teriyaki or barbecue pork, spicy Mongolian beef. And then we have uh, sweet flavors, coconut custard. We do an apple with the cinnamon. And then we do a little American versions. We have a uh, sausage and pepperoni pizza one, and we have a cheeseburger bow. A cheeseburger bow. <laughs> pretty, it's pretty really, fantastic. Is it really good? Truly American. I have to try some of these. <laughs> but yeah, you have so many different versions, and you're really bringing a product to a lot of people that maybe had not experienced it before because you have all these different outlets. Now, where did you actually start? I mean, now you shared with us what's happening right now, but how did you actually start? So, Wow Bow. And back in, I'm going to go back in history here. So our parent company, Let Us Entertain You, which is a privately held restaurant group based in Chicago, just celebrated 52 years. Richard Elman is our founder and chairman of the board. And in 1999-ish, we had another restaurant concept called Big Bowl, still around today. And we were doing a tasting for Rich. Big Bowl is an Asian noodle concept. And in, at that tasting, we presented him with Bao, which was a, an appetizer we wanted to serve. And Rich stopped the whole tasting and he said, you know, we could really do something fun with just this item. 
one day. Fast forward a few years later, and in Chicago's iconic Water Tower Place, which is a shopping center right on Michigan Avenue, uh, at the holiday season, the mall offered Let Us Entertain You a space to sell gift cards. We saw a lot of gift cards during the holidays. And at the end of the holiday season, they asked if we wanted to keep that location and utilize it. Now, that location had no ventilation. There was no way to, to actually cook there. And Rich remembered wow bow and the, remember the bow actually that it, all it is is steam, which is the cleanest form of cooking. Steam dissipates after ten feet. So we built a three hundred eighty four square foot kiosk. Uh, I think that first year we might have given away about fifty thousand bow to try to tell people what we were doing. The right. restaurant was doing about a one point seven million in sales out of that small square foot, and uh, that location still there today. Did you say three hundred eighty four? Square feet. That is There's not a location at the airport in, in Reagan Airport in DC. It's only 150 square feet. Oh my goodness. That is not very big, but very creative because the 150 is even smaller. But like you said, you just needed the steam. So it, yep. as far as space, and you weren't going to be uh, polluting like there wasn't the normal cooking oils or, you know, the different things. It's the steam that yep. really does it. So introducing that's what I was talking about. You gave away. 50,000, did you say? The story, you know, it's sort of like how big was the fish you caught on your first time fishing, but we seem to have landed on that's the number in the year one that we give away to people. It was interesting. And when I took over the brand, so the brand started in 03, and I've been with Lettuce since 1993. So I just celebrated 30 years with the company, but I didn't take Wild Bow over till 2009. And in 2011, we joined Lollapalooza, which is a music festival in Chicago. It's 100,000 people a day, started as a three day concert, now it's a four day event. And our first year, we sold a bunch of Wow Bow, but nobody knew what it was. They were all saying, what is this? I don't understand, whatever it may be. 2012, our next year when we came back, people came. I was hoping you're going to be back. You were my favorite thing at the show. I've been looking for you forever. This is so exciting to have you here. So by getting the food into people's hands, and again, we're in the food business. That's the best thing you can do to promote your brand. But by getting our, 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 our signature item into people's hands for them to taste and enjoy uh, and really share with one another, that's been the launch pad of the concept. That's the thing. And you get the raving fans that tell their friends, come back, tell other people, bring more people to the locations. What a, what a great idea to just, and I'm sure that your whole goal is to get somebody to say, wow. <laughs> no it's problem. not actually a goal. It happens automatically when they take a bite of it. So <laughs> it works pretty well. I know, no pun intended, but I'm sure I'm sure they do. They just say, "Well, I needed more of this, or I need to okay. tell my friends about this." I'm coming back next year. All right, so you you're just doing this. I have not heard of other restaurants selling the selling bow. Honestly, I don't even know if I've seen it on the menu. Is it's not very common, right? So it's interesting. No, to answer your question, it's not very common. And the the bow that we do. It's fully enclosed. Think of a think of an Asian slider that is completely uh, covered in dough, and inside is the meat and vegetables. Mm-hmm. What you've seen a lot of in the last four, five, six years is high end chefs have been playing with open face bow. Think of a taco, but instead of a tortilla shell, they're using the soft, sweet dough. And what chefs have been doing is they've been taking their great creations and putting it into a portable portable vehicle for people to eat almost like a taco, but a way for them to play with different ingredients and put things on their menu. So a lot of people think of a bow as being this open face. That's really not the traditional way of doing it. What we're doing is the more traditional way. And 
I don't believe there's anyone else really at scale. I mean, there are some small regional players in different parts of the country that are doing this, but nobody at the size of what we are. Yeah, because your your scale is crazy. Uh, so let's revisit some of that, some of the different ways that people can find your WowBow product. So you talked about yeah. brick and mortar. So, yep. So we have brick and mortar in Chicago. Chicago. We have, we have frozen grocery. So we're in the freezer cases of a number of grocery stores. Uh, and you can make it at home. I'm sorry? You can make it at home. Yes, you can. Okay. Uh, and then we're also in the fresh area of some grocery stores where we partner with sushi counters and where you walk into the grocery store and you grab your you know, spicy tuna roll to take and eat or take home with you. Alongside of that, in the sushi counters now, they're offering our bao, our dumplings, our egg rolls. Uh, some groceries are actually preparing our food hot for people to grab and go. So that's available also. WowBow.com, we have a store locator for either our grocery or for our delivery where you can type in your zip code and it shows you the closest grocer. And then, as I said, we've launched this program now with other restaurants around the U.S. and Canada to help them grow top line sales. We had this idea in late 2019 before the pandemic that we could help grow our brand, our, our footprint, as well as really help the industry for restaurants that needed additional revenue. And then when COVID came, we had this hockey stick growth that you know really has been exponential for us. And now we have 700 plus locations doing that. Okay. Now, I've talked to a lot of people that are in the food industry, obviously through this podcast, about what happened during the pandemic. And I will say, I think you were uniquely positioned for it to actually be a hockey stick. That is not the norm of what I've heard. I, I would say yes. You know, I, I I don't want to say that we were fortunate and I don't want to say that, you know, the pandemic was, it was good in any way, shape or form. But I will say that myself and the team are incredibly honored and proud that we had a, uh, a setup that we could help and give support to so many different individuals across the industry and continue to do so today for those that need the revenue. As I said, we had the idea in November of 2019, and we thought that we could help, you know, the mom and pop coffee shop that didn't have a third day part. We thought we could help the ice cream store that three or four months out of the year had down sales because the weather changed. We thought we could help the hotel room service where nobody's actually ordering room service because everyone eats out in the hotel, but there's a full kitchen available. And we thought about the catering company that has a full kitchen, but is only putting out one meal a week. And all of those different areas, we could give them another revenue stream by letting them serve WowBow on delivery platforms. And that's why we got into this. Then, of course, when dining rooms shut down in March of 20, uh, 2020, and you couldn't do anything but delivery, and people wanted to have more offerings to grow their business, that's where you know we were really set up for uh, to, to help quite a few people. Yeah, that just accelerated the whole concept because you already had the makings of that as a future thought. But yeah. like a lot of things that happened during the pandemic, it eventually was going to happen anyway. People eventually were going to be ordering food to be delivered to their home, but it totally accelerated that. People are eventually going to do more grocery store orders again to have them delivered, but it accelerated that. And you're another example of a whole concept that got accelerated. And I, I honor your attitude towards that, that we, we of course, don't want to wish that would happen again. However, you're really glad you were set up because you were able to help some some in the food business that really needed it when they needed it because of your your whole concept. And, yeah, and, and luckily for us, thank you for that. And luckily for us, we had already built out our marketing plans, our training online. 
Our supply chain was set up because supply chain got decimated, right? You couldn't add new products into the supply chain. You couldn't even get products through the supply chain. We were fully built out. We went, we actually grew from one manufacturer pre-pandemic to now we have five manufacturers, co-packers who help us do our food. So we really were set up and we've continued to evolve and grow because we had to keep food going to our airport partners. We had to keep food going to the different places that we are. So we were able to keep the food through. And what was nice about that too, that kept drivers on the road, right? They were able to keep working because we had food still going through the pipeline. We had the farmers and the butchers, right? We had everybody from the ingredient side to the co-packer side, to the delivery side, to the restaurant, to the delivery drivers, right? We were able to help to a degree, all these different facets of the industry. And we still do today. All of that, all of that. And and our sponsor has a blockchain product in the food supply, uh, the food supply chain. So I think they're critically aware of the challenges that happened. And, and you had all the players all lined up for that. I, I do want to give our listeners an idea of, because you said about the numbers of stores and outlets you were going to be in in August. We are recording this towards the end of June of 2023, just to give a timestamp, because I have a feeling that with this trajectory of growth, Jeff, uh, those numbers are going to be eclipsed quickly. And you're going to be, because right now you're mainly in the U.S., in North America, U.S., Canada, yeah, we're in the U.S. and Canada for our dark kitchens, what we call the virtuals, and our grocery, frozen, and the sushi. That's only in North in the continental U.S. at okay. this. Okay, and you do have future expansion plans. Are you planning on going outside of this? You know, I mean, everybody wants to continue to grow, and we we have the means to do it. Right? We have we have the capacity to do it. We have the product that's able to do it. It's more about do you have the end user to support it? Right? For us. We have a lot of interest in the UK. We have a lot of interest in Mexico. And we we are actually set up and ready to go. But now we need people who want to sell the product. And we can't, what we'd have to do is we have to actually ship the product over to the United Kingdom. Not easy to do. And you can't do it for one operator. So you need to have a minimum number of people who are going to get involved to make it work. So it, it just takes time. Will yeah. we eventually get over there? I have 100% faith that we will. Our CPG, our consumer packaged goods, has made it to the Caribbean. Uh, we're about to launch in Barbados. I mean, we've gone a little bit outside of the U.S. with that, but not not as much as we hope to. Yeah, and hopefully you get some brand recognition. And honestly, this podcast, the listenership, we have a good complement of listeners over in the U.K. We've interviewed several companies over there. So hopefully you'll get a little bit more brand recognition. And that's what it takes, a little right. bit of talking and and uh, wanting to have your product over there and voicing that a little bit. That That is very exciting. Well, you seem like a, just attitude-wise, a make-it-happen kind of team. I mean, I, I don't know who's on your team. I don't know how you support all that's going on, but, you know, all these different outlets. I mean, how, are you all in one location? Yeah, so we've actually, so again, the world shut down in March of 2020. I was back in the office by the end of June. And I've been in the office since June of 2020. We and, and some of the people on our team were in the office during that time with me. But as of August of 21, we have been 100% in the office five days a week. And I think that's extremely important for the growth that we've had, for the collaboration that we've had, for the availability to our partners. I mean, that has been a real reason why we've had success. Um, and prior to 2017, you know, our team consisted of like three or four people. And I had my hand in everything. In 2017, Valor Equity Partners, private equity firm, got involved to fund our growth. 
and with their support and their their foresight, we started building a team here. And what I've learned in time is when you hire good people, you have to let them do their job. You know, my job is not touching any of the stuff. It's making sure, do they have what they need? Do they have clear direction of, of the timetable? Do they know exactly what I'm looking for and how can I support them? And if you you ask those four questions or three questions and answer them correctly, your team will, will provide for you more than what you expect them to do. And I have a fantastic supply chain team, fantastic business development team, fantastic financial team, training team, operations team, marketing team, uh, account management team, HR team, IT team. And I make it sound like a lot of people. We were 11 people pre-pandemic. We're about 24 right now. But everybody works really hard collaboratively to succeed. And in the last you know, nine months, we've gone from 350 grocery stores to what will be 7,000. We've gotten on uh, Amazon.com, Walmart.com. So we've entered e-commerce. We've launched the, the we've launched into Web3. We've grown the number of units. I mean, there's so much that we've accomplished. I'm very fortunate that I get to sit here and be the face of the branding and all the recognition, but in no way should it be misled to anybody that I that I'm doing all this work. It, the team is tremendous. That's fantastic. And for our listeners who are working on a a smaller scale business and looking to scale that up. I think Jeff Jeff just dropped some pearls of wisdom for you to think about in leadership style. Because Jeff, you certainly, you were doing everything. You can do everything. But in order to scale, you've got to be able to be a good delegator and give clear direction and then uh, and hire the right people and allow them to do their jobs. And that's what I heard you're doing, you did before, and, and that's continuing. Your team works as a unit, even though each of them has their area they're working in. All of you are working together for the good of the company and your growth and expansion. And anybody listening, please pay attention to Jeff's leadership tips right there. I think that's a, a great thing to think about. Uh, Attitude-wise, I also don't hear any, well, you know, we would think about that. I, I didn't hear one single but during this entire interview. And what that tells me is that you are a yes and kind of person. Yes, and now I'm going to figure out how we'll get that done. <laughs> we, we have a saying that the answer is yes, the question is how. And okay, we talk a lot that we're sort of building the plane as we're flying it, right? We're, we're Look, opportunity comes knocking and you either answer the door or you don't answer the door. And what I've learned is if you don't answer the door, the knock stop coming. So it's important when somebody wants to do business with you or wants to learn more about what you're doing or puts themselves out there to give you a shot, you have to take that opportunity. And as I said, we did not have this full team behind us, but back in the day, you go back to 2013, we had a, a van, that was, a commissary van that was sitting in a garage for 23 hours a day. We put somebody on and sold food out of it like a food truck. I took the, our product and knocked on grocery store doors to try to get into the grocery store. You know, you, you do whatever you need to do to have that pathway, that opportunity. And then with that opportunity, when it comes to you, then more things start to come. And now you can build a team and now you recognize what the needs are. And I appreciate, you know, you acknowledge what I was saying, but the most important thing is you hired someone to do a job, let them do the job. You know, you cannot, as the leader, do everything. And in fact, if you let people do the job you hired them for, you can start doing some other things. And that's how we've had success. 
Someone else is doing the grocery now. I don't need to do it. Someone else is running our dark kitchen program with the virtual restaurants. I don't need to do that. Someone else is running our relationship at the airports. I don't need to do that. So now I chase new business. And when we get that new business, it falls onto one of those other teammates. They'll pick it up. And now I go and find something else for us to go do. Right. That's how we keep moving forward. Yeah. So exciting. And again, you know, just a great lesson in in how to scale and work well with um, in a leadership position, Jeff. I think I I just wanted to acknowledge that. And I was going to ask you if you have any uh, last words for our audience. Those are some really good last words. But do you have anything else you'd like to share with our audience before we go? It seems like you just have a lot of wisdom and experience that you bring to what you're doing. I, I appreciate that. And I, 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 I'm fooling you very well, I guess here, but the uh, look, we, we've all, we all, what, what happened before the pandemic, I think the restaurant industry is very siloed. I think you wanted to succeed and you wanted your business to succeed and you didn't necessarily want the other guy to fail, but you definitely wanted to do better than the other person. And none of us knew how to get through the pandemic. And when that happened, everybody banded together and started sharing and being collaborative and looking out for one another and realized that rising tides helps all boats, right? We all do better if we work together. And what I've learned over the, over the last three years really is everybody needs help. I need help all the time. And my great team is out there to help me. And people have reached out to me from across the world, whether it's on LinkedIn or randomly, whatever it may be, and just ask for five minutes of my time. And the advice I give to the leaders out there who are doing this is give the five minutes. You don't need to give anybody an hour of your time. No one has that to give. But if someone has the guts to ask you for help, you have to be there to say, yes, let me help you. And it will pay you back in dividends. You might make a relationship that goes for years. You might get a connection from something else, or you might just feel good, which is the best thing to have happen. So I encourage everybody to continue this trend that we're on of being open dialogue, helping one another and being collaborative. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on our podcast and sharing from your your growth and what WowBow is doing. I'm looking forward to seeing what the future holds for you and your company, Jeff, and your great team. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody. And thank you to our sponsor, Farm to Plate, who is working on that food business ecosystem, and they are really enabling better food supply management. You can find out more at farmtoplate.io. Thanks for listening to Future Foodcasts. Future Foodcast is powered by Farm to Plate, the leading food blockchain platform. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date with the very latest innovations in the food industry. 